Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by GhostBed.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. Welcome to Drinking Bros. He's back. Disgusting Justin is back. We are in San Antoine this weekend to watch him fight. Look, uh, the last time he was here, we talked about he was training for an MMA fight. Uh, He's fighting uh, this weekend in San Antonio. Dan and I flew back from North Carolina to to San Antonio to see him fight. Uh, Hopefully, hopefully he doesn't lose. We taped this before, so we're not going to know. But I'll, I'll let you know when we get back from San Antonio whether or not disgusting Justin got smoked or not. Uh, God damn it, this guy's one of the fan, funniest people on the planet. It's a great show we have tonight. But first, we got some sponsors to pay for this whole shit wagon to be on the air. First and foremost, ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. They're our chief sponsor for the next year. Why? Uh, because they hit us up and they said, look, we know 80% of your listeners are military and first responder. We want to do something special for them. We're giving them 15% off all mattresses, all pillows, all sheets, everything on our site forever. It's, it's a permanent dis- discount. All you have to do is go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros today. Scroll down to the bottom of the page. Boom. Click it in. You're good to go. Not only are they the finest mattresses on the planet. They just ship them to your house. No assembly. Drag it up to the room. Boom. Pop it open. It's ready to go three hours later. And uh, you're going to have some of the best night's sleep of your life. Uh, and 15% off, man, is, is a big, big savings uh, when, you're, when you're looking at a mattress and new pillows and whatnot. Uh, shout out to Ghostbed for doing that. Shout out to, to them being our chief sponsor of the year. If you're a regular civilian like myself, they're always doing fucking awesome deals. $100 off a, a classic mattress, $200 off the Ghost Lux mattress, and they've got that adjustable base bundle package. It's like a Craftmatic, USB ports, flashlights, the whole shit. You name it, it's in it. Uh, go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros today and get on it. Uh, get on them deals, dude. 36 months. No interest pay as you go program you can't fucking beat that in this life uh next up we got boxofawesome.com love boxofawesome.com they're in it man they're they're gonna they're gonna stay with us for the rest of the year boxofawesome.com products for dudes their slogan is for dudes who give a damn and it's true, man. All their boxes are uh, handcrafted and perfectly made for dudes. Um, they got fucking barbecue sets. They got uh, drinking sets, man. They got all kinds of uh, shit to make yourself a nice bar. Uh, they got uh, the the dop kits. They got the shoulder bags, man. I've uh, look. I've got I think three things from them, and then they're the fucking best, man. Uh, highest quality shit. Uh, on the market these days and uh, they make the box for you so you go on there you answer questions about who you are as a dude in this life maybe you're a meat dude maybe you're into that uh you're gonna get some cooking equipment they got uh, some cast iron skillets there so every month is something different it's all under 50 bucks man use the promo code drinking bros for 20 percent off at boxofawesome.com go there today man i got the dop kit and i got the uh the, the travel bag it's the best in the business. Uh, love those guys, man. Next up, get your boners on. We interrupt this podcast to give you a very special announcement about boners. Okay, cool. I'll talk about dicks, boners, soft dicks. Guys are terrible at taking care of their health. Whether it's a knee injury, bad back, or something worse, guys are usually more comfortable just rubbing some dirt on it than seeing a doctor. Look, I'm guilty of it myself. I try to pick up an entire mountain on my own. No bigs. Got a little hurt. Didn't see the doctor. But the same is true for erectile dysfunction. Studies show that 70% of guys who experience ED don't get treated for it. Thankfully, Roman created an easy way to get checked out by a doctor and get treated for ED online. Treat your boner. Roman is a one-stop shop where licensed U.S. physicians can diagnose ED and ship medication right to your door. Ooh, dick doctors. With Roman, there are no waiting rooms, awkward face-to-face conversations, or uncomfortable trips to the pharmacy. You can stay in the closet. Shh. 
You can handle everything discreetly online. All you have to do is visit GetRoman.com slash Drinking Bros. Fill out a brief medical onboarding, chat with a doctor, and get FDA-approved erectile dysfunction meds delivered right to your door in discreet, unmarked packaging. Come on, little guy. What are you waiting for? Guys, go online, get checked out by a doctor. Erectile dysfunction is a problem that guys don't tackle, but with Roman, it's really easy, so take care of it. Yep, we're still talking about hard dicks. For a free online visit, go to GetRoman.com slash DrinkingBros. That's GetRoman.com slash DrinkingBros for a free online visit. GetRoman.com slash DrinkingBros to help your boner. Here we go, kids. Disgusting Justin is back. Yeah. Oh, disgusting Justin. It's Derby Day. It's Kentucky Derby Day, brother. Who did you ride yesterday like a horse? Uh, my stepfather. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this, sir. Uh, are Mexicans into horse racing at all? Like, do you follow the... Horror racing? Horse. horse. Oh, horse. I, was, I was listening in broken horse. English accent. It's a Kentucky Derby this weekend. That's why I'm asking. Actually, I don't, it's I don't huge. Know. Like, it's no, huge. Nobody in my family growing up ever watched it, but I know white people watch it. White people love it. I love yeah. it. We're going today to bet on it here. We're, yeah, we're going to go San Antoine. Antoine, yeah. We're going to the racetrack to bet on some ponies, brother. Oh, yeah? Did you ever bet on ponies? Yeah, we're doing it. Uh, I've never been on a pony. I rode a horse one time in Afghanistan. No, he asked if you've ever like, bet. You ever bet on him? Oh, like, I thought he said been on a pony. I was like, motherfucker, I'm a 33-year-old man. Of course I've been on a pony. Well, I'm <laughs> wondering, you know, I like, hey, no, at a birthday uh, party or something? No. You're the, you seem like a Shetland guy. Yes, I don't even know who that is. But Shetland, Shetland is pony. a very small, oh. so very tiny pony. pony. Yeah. Shetland pony. Because you're five six, that would look like a normal size horse. Yeah, to you, I should no, take a picture on one and just look like a badass with like a gun, you know, a shotgun, <laughs> but make it like a sawed off shotgun, so it looks like a full size, and just make me look huge on a pony on a Shetland. Yeah, and be, be like, man, awesome. that motherfucker is badass. Shit, coil me up, and then I put it. I put it on all my Tinder and Bumble, and people are like, this motherfucker's a beast. Yeah. Look at him, dude. Your your friends and shit start calling like, dude, have you been in the gym? You gained like yeah. seven, eight inches. What the fuck's going on yeah, over there? You and look that's that's not Real a thing nice. you can do, by the way. You can't yeah. grow high, higher. No, you can't. I don't Enough. think. You can get less fat, more muscle. I, I think the last time I grew was in college. So right, right before oh. I, went, I, I grew two inches in college. Must be and nice, even, motherfucker. No, but even then, people were like, the doctor was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, two and a half or three inches. And he was like, holy shit, I can't believe that. Usually you're done growing at that point. That happened to David Robinson, too. He uh, yeah. went to the Naval Academy to play basketball. Well, he went to the Naval Academy to be a pilot. He was six eight, I think, yeah, and uh, or six seven, one of the two, and he was right on the cusp of being too tall. I think six eight is the tallest you can be and still fly for some aircraft. Depends. Yeah. Then he gained. He he grew three inches uh, in his freshman year, I think, or four inches or something like that, up to seven foot. Yeah, he's and uh, a goddamn. They giant. let him out. They let him out of his contract because of, because he couldn't do the job. Couldn't that he fit came on a do. submarine anymore, right? No, he would. They would have to carry him lengthwise everywhere. Like Lincoln. Or he would. <laughs> Abraham yes, Lincoln. Yes. R.I.P. He did that, yeah. Lincoln, a lot of people don't know that about Lincoln, uh, Mr. Governor, but he didn't walk anywhere. He was real tall, so they carried him sideways like a two by four. Yeah. There's no the, way. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's Abraham Lincoln. There's no yeah, way. Yeah, that was the story of Lincoln. There's yeah. no way. That and he was banging some dude. That's all I really remember. He did some other shit. I, I don't remember reading about that in my They would carry him on a, on a gurney, man, and, never, and then kind of get him out of there, and that was Lincoln's whole shit. Do you ha- did you have any relatives? This is being super racist, but do you have any relatives who were jockeys? Uh, just no. based on your height and, and obviously culture. Very well could be. They could have been good at it too. But uh, no, my grandfather used to bet on horse racing all the time. That was Did he really? Thing. Yeah, he like loved it. Was he good at it? I guess so. That's, I mean, that's made- what I like to know. I like to know about different cultures and what the fuck they're into because that shit's super interesting to me because we all like, especially growing up, you're almost always around similar people. So you don't know what everybody else is into and, you know, getting that experience, finding out that we're all kind of alike is yeah. uh, super interesting to It's me. real nice. Riding side saddle on somebody's real nice. Cockfighting. Yeah. Hispanics. Hey, has anybody ever tried to take a full-grown horse and then 
have a Shetland pony off to the side, strapped together like a sidecar on a motorcycle, and just ride onesie twosies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing that in my head right now, and I can't stop thinking about it. Man, that'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah, hey, you're going to ride in my side pony. <laughs> what? Yeah, you're going to ride in my side pony. It's still attached to my real pony. So yeah, it's... I mean, don't, don't think it is anything lesser <laughs> than... It's just kind of where you're at right now, and I think yeah. you should ride in my, my, my Shetland. You seem really tired today. What the yeah. fuck's your problem? I fucking, I sparred really hard. I got hit in the head a bunch, so I'm just like... Because uh, you're, you're, you got a fight coming up here in two months. Yeah, June 23rd, I think, June 24th. And, you, and, uh, and you've also been sleeping with a 23-year-old, so like you've got to be exhausted. Yeah, right all now. the life force yeah. is draining I'm out just, of your I'm fucking... tired, man. I saw I'm you at a bar last night. Drinking Tobo Chico, dog. Yeah, just water and eating chicken. Yeah. Why go out at that point? Let me ask you that. I don't know, man. Uh, what was it for the for the thrill of the beef? Because we all we like everybody. I'm sorry, do you want to say that again? Back that up. The thrill of the beef, where you're like, man, there could I was be just hoping to God I was going to find somebody. Justin Bieber there. I was like, is he in town? Yeah. <laughs> no, but like, I think there was a part of you that was like, man, no, there I just, could be somebody out here. Tonight. No, I just I live across the street weird. from uh, that bar. It's like my Cheers. You know, it's like it is. What do I do today? I don't know. I mean, I saw you guys there. You know, it's. I go out, I drink my Topo Chico, and I fucking, I meet people, and I, you got to be selective on who you get to hang out with later, which is cool. Because let's face it, you meet people at bars, 90% of the time they're douchebags or not really worth your time, but it's kind of cool to find random people, they talk to you, they ask you questions, and by the time you know it, boom, you're banging each other, you know? Yeah. Like a dude, I mean. No, I, I, I understand it. Well, we, we ran into somebody, one of the bouncers was a huge fan of Range 15. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yo, Gene Vanderham, can I get a... Yeah, he was, he was standing there. He's looking at him, mm-hmm. and he's like, that's where I know you from, Range 50. Dude, can I get a picture with you? Is right. he like a foreign military guy or something? Yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, he was a Marine. My favorite thing is when people who didn't serve find out about Range 15 and watch it because there's maybe they understand the humor in that, and maybe they don't because it's kind of written for military people. It's yeah, fucking crazy. Yeah, and it's super shocking where yeah. you're just like, Jesus Christ. The funny thing is, is like I've been doing the summer Swayze, obviously, right? So my hair is you know still dyed blonde from our bets it's grown out long enough but i haven't i get I, i've got to go get that that body wave in it next week that perm yeah and right now i look like like vince neal like it's just too long where i'm like fuck people are trying to guess what the fuck is going on and i'm like i don't they're like is it a mullet? are you going for a mullet or something else and i was like oh you mean like a full caitlin jenner like am i People think that I'm in the last stage of transition. One, two, two, like, yeah, just getting. You get should tell my, everybody you're getting a sex change. Fuck get it. my whole shit lopped off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like just as a joke, just to troll everybody, you should actually chop your cock and balls off and get implants. Well, yeah, Dan, you should go the full route. Dude, actually, be, do the surgery. You know how many likes you'll get, dude. Oh, do dude, the surgeries and then like, just kidding. Yeah, Dan and, then, and I have put a bounty out. We want you know uh, Bruce's dick and balls yeah. in a jar. We're willing to negotiate. I'll, I mean, I don't know if there's an amount we wouldn't go to to get those. Yeah. The, are you a fan of Bruce Jenner at all? Or uh, were a fan before he switched? I mean, to be honest, I didn't even really know who he was until he became a she. American hero. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and that's cool. I mean, I don't really have anything against it. Right. What about the people who landed on the moon? Where are you at on that? Uh, that never happened, and the Earth is flat. So uh, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck. I like that. About. Uh, I like that diagram of the universe that shows seven other spherical planets and then a flat Earth. That's my favorite one. Because yeah. basically, that's what you got to believe to believe there's a flat Earth. Because you I can saw, see the goddamn thing. Yeah. I saw <laughs> one. It was a picture of aliens, and they said, "Look, intelligent life," and it says sixty-five billion light years away, and it says. Never mind, they're just creatures, and then it shows them observing Earth in today's day and age, but they just see a bunch of dinosaurs, and they're like, never mind, let's not go there. And I just thought that's pretty fucking cool, because in theory, you know, technically it's real at the you know, speed of light and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and they're still, look, they're still finding new shit every day. They just found a, just that 50,000-year-old that man they just found? No. Yeah. No. I mean, what's he doing now? Is he in... And is uh, it, I think he's uh, middle management at Staples right now. Staples, yeah. Nice. Well, yeah I mean, so. Staples has been around since what the late nineties. I so. feel like it, he's pretty close. Yeah. No, but I mean, look, if you're finding humans, Neanderthals from fifty thousand years ago, we don't even know anything. We have no idea. Yeah, we well, we no we know we know some ranges. We know somewhere between one hundred fifty and two hundred fifty thousand years was the last time a real significant change to our DNA happened. That Dude. just tells you 
how slowly the process of natural selection through uh, random mutation works. Yeah. Like it's it's such a long time frame that we have no concept for it. So people are like, if there's fucking work, there's still this thing. Because, dude, that fucking was a change of like a fraction of a millimeter every year for fucking 250,000 years. You're not going to see it in your lifetime, fuck face. Right. Jesus Christ. Dude, I, I lose my mind when I start thinking about like the galaxies and the universe and all that. I can go down just rabbit holes of just why I believe that nothing matters. Uh, same. So, d- dude, on Ross Patterson Revolution, I had uh, the MIT scientists who wrote the, the simulation hypothesis that we're all living in a simula- simulated world. One of the smartest guys on the planet, obviously, is an MIT scientist. He was convinced. He was just like, look, man, I'd say the percentage is greater than 50%. Elon Musk has put it at 50,000 to 1. Now that, what? Oh, yeah. He's like, or I'm sorry, 50 billion to 1 is what he said. He goes, 50 billion to one. He's like, this is all a fucking simulation, man. Um, and that was Elon Musk. I, I just, dude, uh, I'm sure you guys all know who Galileo is, right? And like, yeah. If not, we've got some serious issues here. But uh, <laughs> I've got a quote, a tattoo on my stomach that says, Ipur si move, right? And he actually saw, he was observing Jupiter, right? Uh, and he saw that it had four moons, then three, then four, then three. Or there were stars going around Jupiter. And he's like, wait a minute. Those aren't stars. Those are moons, just like our moon goes around us, and we all indeed go around the sun. And so he tried to tell everybody about his theory, and the Catholic religion said, you know, heresy. This is not true. So because at that time, the earth was created for man by God, and earth was the center of the universe. Everything went around us, which kind of shows you how self-centered humans are and how much we really think we matter, right? And so they sent in some of the death. It turns out they didn't send in some of the death because he was the Pope's friend. So they said, never mind, not death, just house arrest the rest of your life. Do you have anything to say, your, say for yourself? And it's rumored, not documented, but it's rumored that he said, which means, but it does move. And I've got this like dark theory, not dark, but just this theory in general that what he really meant was, you can kill me, you can put me under house arrest. It doesn't matter. What I see is what I see. That will continue to move. We will all continue to go around the sun. This whole entire planet can explode. Life is kind of meaningless. And six billion light years away, people are still going to murder over their shitty yeah. ideologies, right? Yeah. Right. The, the and fun, so it, it's that? like you said, none of this fucking matters. None of it matters. If not you're only, listening, not only you there, matter. Not only are there of. four moons around Jupiter, there's like 43, I believe, total. Uh, those are the Galilean moons, the, four, the first four. Then there's our solar system, right? Then there's our universe, or I'm sorry, then there's our galaxy, then there's our local group, which is a collection of galaxies. Right. Uh, there's two trillion galaxies in the known universe. Each one of those galaxies has something like 250 to 400 billion stars. Yeah. Most of those have planetary systems. You do not matter. No. Yeah. Uh, 100%. Uh, and neither does anything you do. And I'll tell you this. Some people say that that's like a nihilistic viewpoint. Like, how do you have any hope or whatever the fuck? Why don't you just kill yourself? I'm like, look, ever since I discovered that none of this matters, I've been having a yes, great fucking yes. time, bro. Yeah. Dude, you Holy have no shit. idea. You yeah. have no idea. Like, none of, my, none of the stuff I do on a daily basis is tied to some archaic nonsense that I think is going to be some reward or punishment in the future. None of that stupid shit. Yeah, because I, I asked this guy, I said, what's, what's to stop everybody then if, if we're all living in a simulated world? What's to stop everybody from offing themselves? Yeah, right? dude. And he's like, well, if you're outside of, you know, your simulation, because he thinks it's us that are doing it, you know, who are who are creating our own simulations mm-hmm. or or some other thing to keep humans happy in that other like the matrix, yeah, exactly. Very and and, and that's in his book, too. yeah. But he was like, you know, who cares? Who cares? And he like, goes, it's part of it. And he goes, it's it's whether or not you choose to go along with it or the player or whatever it is. And it's just like, all right, cool. A lot of people, because he took a lot of shit for that, obviously, especially yeah. in religion, where it's like, dude, they're based on. <clears throat> faith-based stuff and God and yeah. everything else. Dude, I, I remember running, right? And I've kind of talked about this in the past, but uh, I, I was in Iraq, right? And I thought I was going to die and I was running and I was looking at the sun and I remember praying in my head. I just said, I didn't say, don't let me die. But I said, hey God, just forgive me for everything I've ever done and for what I'm about to do. And I genuinely meant like I was checked out. I was like, I'm done. And we're running up to this uh, vehicle and we got there and we did what we had to do, right? But with the the weird thing about it is one man was dying and he ended up dying later on on the bird. And what's funny, and it didn't hit me until years later when I was in Israel and I went to Jerusalem to go kind of find myself, if you will, 
was this man was dying and he kept blowing us kisses and he had prayer beads, Muslim prayer beads in his hand and he kept saying inshallah and he was pointing to the sky and blowing kisses at me and he was smiling and he was blowing kisses to the sky and it didn't change the outcome and he died. Now, none of this meant anything to me, right? At the time, I was just whatever, like, okay, I'm adrenaline rush, this crazy shit just happened, I didn't die, very grateful for that, right? Fast forward a couple years later, I go to Jerusalem because I want to find myself, quote unquote, find myself, right? And the weird thing about this entire trip was my whole point was to go kind of party in the Middle East, but I wanted to go to Jerusalem and find out what this is all about. And on the journey, I met some um, some Israeli soldiers and they were giving us a cheers and they said, here's to killing Muslims. And they go to killing Muslims and everybody cheers. And I remember I half cheers because I met a man a couple days before that. And, you know, I was going from, um, for, where was I? I was going to Petra, right? In uh, Jordan. Mm-hmm. And on the way over there, the taxi driver pulled over and he said, we're going to stop at my friends. We're going to eat because it was like a four hour ride. We're going to eat. Uh, we'll, we'll feed you, etc. So in my experience from the war is everybody wanted our money, the rich Americans, right? Because we came and, you know, kind of destroy their country and stuff and we had money. And so this guy fed us and I ate his food and I sat with them. And when I tried to pay him, he goes, no, 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 you are my friend. And he says, what is your religion? And of course I'm in the middle of the, you know, I'm in Jordan. So I'm like, no, um, I, I don't really follow any of that stuff. And he goes, okay, despite your religious and political views, know that no matter what happens the rest of your life, you will always have a Muslim friend in Jordan. Well, and Jordan said, is, first of all, the raddest country in the Middle East. It's pretty opinion. badass, dude. Like, it's a beautiful not, not just Not just the beauty, the Petra, the, histor- the political system, shit. the way the that they The political system it. is better, and uh, that uh, Ergen and guy in Turkey is kind of fucking around a little bit, but in Jordan, man, it's fucking great there, and the people are super nice, too. Yeah. So, so they, they, uh, they said, you always have a Muslim friend in Jordan. And so when everybody gave that cheers that, you know, I kind of thought about that man. And at that point in my life, I was kind of taught cause you know, at a young age, like, Oh fuck Iraqis, fuck this country. And you're just, you're bitter, you're young, you're naive, and you're only basing a nation and region of the world off of your current experience, which is kind of fucked up. You know, people are throwing rocks at you, et cetera, blowing you up. So, dude, I remember I didn't really raise my glass all the way, and I remember thinking, this is kind of fucked up. Whatever. Fast forward about a week later, I go to the old city of Jerusalem, and I remember walking around, and I saw that there were actual bullet hole impacts from, the, I believe it's the 1967 uh, yeah. three-day war among six nations, right? Six-day war. Six-day war yeah. amongst three nations. Okay. So I got that backwards. But, yep. you know, there's bullet holes, and they're, they're 50 cow impacts, and I'm like, Jesus, dude. This is crazy. People have been fighting for thousands of years, but there's modern day weaponry. So I walk around and you could see that there's ports to shoot arrows out of. And I'm like, again, this place has riddle. It's riddled with bullets, but it's designed to shoot arrows out of. This is fucking insane. And then I go to the Wailing West Wall. They make me wear a yarmulke. And then I go to where Jesus was crucified to his, you know, to his tomb. And I, people are touching the walls and crying. And there's just some man going, let's go, let's go. 10 more, 10 more. Hurry up, hurry up. And I'm like, dude, this is insane. And then I tried to go to the Muslim quarter and I was stopped by some uh, Israeli soldiers. And they all had, I I don't remember, they they had machine guns, right? Some machine guns, I believe MP5s, maybe, I don't know what they use. And they said, are you Muslim? I said, no. Okay, you are not allowed in here. So I kept walking around and I, I have a picture actually on my Facebook. And I could see the Wailing West Wall. I came like five minutes previous from where Jesus's tomb was. And I could see the Dome of the Rock. And then I just kind of started thinking about the bullet holes and I started, you know, thinking about the the ports to shoot arrows out of. And then what flashed into my head was me running and me saying, Hey God, forgive me for everything I've ever done and for what I'm about to do as I was running and there was gunfire going off. And then we get there and then these dudes are bleeding out and one guy dies and to his dying breath is blowing kisses at the sky with his Muslim prayer beads and he died. and at that very moment I just said, this is fucking bullshit. This is all bullshit. And I let go of everything. And I went down the rabbit hole. I started Googling like Dan gave those numbers. And uh, I started Google. You get error. If you type it in a basic calculator, you get 100 billion times 100 billion error, right? And you're like, wait, that's how many yeah. galaxies I think, I think and two, stars. I think 2 trillion times 200 billion, which is a low estimate, is four with 34 zeros behind it, I think. That's how many galaxies yeah are, yeah how many galaxies systems. yeah there's even in our within our own solar system there's a moon i believe it's uh saturn's moon uh it might be saturn or, or what's Jupiter. the name of the moon titan titan is saturn's moon yeah, yeah saturn's moon and it rains but it rains methane gas and there's rivers and streams it's and orange. oceans and it evaporates and it rains just like it does yeah. on our planet but it's methane gas so like how our sky is blue 
all this would be an orange tint instead. Same, okay, everything see, else yeah. would be the same. Clouds, everything, but just orange. Everything would be orange. Yeah. But the same kind of thing. And there's organisms. Weird as shit. On Mars, right? And yeah. then this is kind of funny. I've, I've said this before jokingly, but I'm very serious, right? And I use the, the word like dinosaurs. They had one asshole and two eyes and two nostrils and people laugh. Oh, why the one ass? What I'm getting at is that life was completely wiped out, right? And life redeveloped with two eyes, two nostrils, one asshole, right? <laughs> And uh, man, it's just it's just bizarre to me that humans again. Galileo said, but it does move. Meaning, in my interpretation, planet Earth can explode, and none of your fucking nothing matters, dude. Nothing you do on this planet matters. So, with that said, do the most badass shit for these 70, 80 years that you're on this planet. Uh, Mark Twain said before he died, uh, he was quoted, and I'll paraphrase it because I don't know the exact quote. But he said, why would I fear death? I was dead for millions of years before this and didn't suffer any inconvenience because of it. And when you think of it that way, you're like, I'm scared to die. Wait a minute. I don't even remember before I was born. Like we are so self-centered that we think we are worth everything. And when your problems in life happen and they just, you know, hit you in the face, your world is over. No, no, no. Your world is over. Even if you die only your interpretation of the world is over, but everybody will be at your funeral. Mm. Uh, people will still be late to your funeral because of traffic. What I'm getting at is like life continues. And life goes on. So again, planet Earth can explode and six billion years away, some planet is fighting over their shitty ideologies, right? And yeah. it's just fucking mind blown. Well, they're yeah, all doing Molly it, mixed with promethazine right now. Probably, I the mean, greatest we, time of their lives. We, yeah. should, we should be doing that. But uh, <laughs> it bring, that brings up a couple of interesting questions. Like some people might ask, well, why, where does morality fit into all that? Uh, why be a good person when you can just yeah. stop people the fuck out and kill them and stuff? And there's really easy answers to that. So in the primitive... Uh, human race right after civilization so starting around 13,000 years ago ish where lang- like soup, soup, uh, modern language started to develop and people started to be able to communicate with each other really easily they were fucking each other up fucking each other it hasn't stopped right but one thing is proven true over about the last 2,000 years and that that is uh, dictators die young frequently like if you're an asshole somebody's gonna come after you if you're a pretty nice guy the only people that's gonna come after you are the other assholes uh, like uh, Martin Luther King, for example, good dude for yeah. the most part, and a- assholes killed him. And the story of Jesus, if you believe that or not, he was a good dude. People fucked him up for it. But dictators always get fucked up without yeah. without unless it's like in a place that's a uh, a closed system like North Korea or S- China. Saddam Saddam Hussein. Yeah. I mean, do you saw what happened to fucking Muammar Gaddafi? He got fucking butt fucked, literally. They yeah. dragged through the fucking street to death. Yeah. He got butt fucked to death, excuse me, and then dragged through the street. Explain that for the audience because a lot of people aren't familiar with that. Uh, so during the Arab Spring, mm-hmm. what was that, 2011 or 12? Uh, when did that start? I think it was 2011. 2011, yeah. I believe. Uh, 2011 carried over into the Egyptian elections, but obviously Libya got fucked up. Um, and finally, they revolted against. Gaddafi and this is after we applied significant political pressure like two weeks after we invaded Iraq he gave up his nuclear weapons for example Mm -hmm. or that like his chemical weapons program so that country was kind of taking a turn for the better in that way I guess but people hated him and at the first opportunity when he became exposed by combat operations down there they fucking snatched him up and butt fucked him to death literally and then who who did uh, the opposition there the fucking. So what do you mean, butt fucked him to death? Like, like they raped him in the streets? They raped him until he died. Yeah, yeah. there was a like, like cell phone footage of it. Yeah, a camera You're footage. Hitting. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, actually. it's it's on like live leak and shit. Um, but the point of all that is, uh, why be moral? It's not all about risk versus reward. Like you shouldn't be moral just because you fear consequences, because that doesn't really that just teaches you how to get away with shit. You know what I mean? Uh, there's a really good book by a guy named Sam Harris. He's on Joe Rogan's show all the time. Uh, he wrote The End of Faith, Letter to a Christian Nation. One of his later books is, uh, God, what is it called? The Moral Compass. And mm-hmm. it discusses morality as a scientific principle. Like the idea that uh, the worst something can possibly be is harmful or uh, suffering, causes suffering in a conscious being. Because what we know is consciousness, right? Like we're not, if we chopped this table in half, we wouldn't feel bad about it because we don't think this thing can think. Once something can think, then that we feel like some kind of moral responsibility to be kind to it or help it or whatever the fuck. So the worst something can possibly be is to cause suffering in a conscious being. And the best something can be 
is to cause joy in a, in a conscious being. So the idea is that our goal should be to minimize conscious suffering any way we can uh, and to promote conscious joy to a point. But there's all kinds of other questions that pop up. Like technically in the aggregate, if we wanted to promote conscious joy and, and or like get rid of conscious suffering altogether, we could just get the suffering people together and kill them. But we instinctively know that that's not the answer yeah. to the problem. Also, right? ego. Ego drives a lot. Like the it sure wars. does, yeah. Like yeah. ego in general. I'm not, you're not right. I'm right. No, I'm right. I'll yeah. send my army and blah. Like, you know, and, and it's funny. Again, I'm being a veteran. I feel like war is necessary to stop necessary evils. But again, we can get into that argument. What is evil, right? Sure. And uh, it's, it's fucking, one of the things that I heard one time that blew my mind, and some girl that I knew in uh, Thailand, one of my training partners over there, she doesn't even realize that she, this stuck with me forever. And what she said to me was, have you ever wondered if planet earth was some other planet's hell? And I just fucking, what do you mean? And she's like, think about it. There's disease, suffering, everybody you love will eventually die. You're going to die. And no matter how long your happiness lasts, it's going to come to an end because you're going to die. And we all inherently fear death, whether we believe it or not. And I'm like, holy fuck. And she, she was just random conversation. I never forgot that shit. And occasionally you just wonder like, you know, is this some other planet's hell? It's fucking crazy. But you know what? I went crazy again, talking about that rabbit hole. And when I just finally came to the conclusion, none of this matters. Enjoy your life. Love people and fucking don't be a piece of shit. And boom, all of a sudden I'm really happy in life. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm curious as to what your feelings were after you we're in Jerusalem and all that shit. And you saw the tomb of Jesus and all that other stuff. When you walked away from it, what was your general consensus of like, all right, did Jesus and all that shit exist? Did you have that like yeah, existential dude, moment? Dude, I, I started going down rabbit holes and Googling. I believe, I honestly do think that he was a real man for sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's historical data over it and people dedicate their lives to finding these things. Just like, uh, prophets in the Muslim religion were, I, I mean, I lived in Thailand for six months. Right. So, uh, you know, I asked one time I asked this, this girl that I was kind of seeing, uh, what she thought about Jesus, right? She was really pretty. She worked at, uh, my gym and I, we were kind of dating sort of, uh, banging, whatever. But I remember I asked her about, uh, Jesus and she's like, Jesus, she spoke broken English. Right. And I'm like, Jesus. And she goes, Jesus, who is, who is Jesus? And I remember being like, holy shit, man. Like there's people in this world you know, it just depends on where you were raised is what I eventually, because I've been to 27 countries, right, or 26, uh, and we talked about that the other day, but what you eventually realize is how you were raised is what you believe, and when we all get scared, just like, I don't believe in anything, and every time I thought I was going to die in Iraq, I'd be like, hey, God, it's me again, and that's it's kind of a fucked up way of thinking. There's probably uh, people listening to this like, no, and they have their arguments, Um but that's just honest to God. <laughs> that that's kind of funny. I said that right, honest to God. But, yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, but really, man, I I just feel I let it all go in Jerusalem, and years later, when I was living in Thailand and I had no American influence and no TV, or I had a TV, but it was Thai TV. Uh, that's when I really started thinking on my own for the first time. I was living outside of combat zones, and I went down rabbit holes, man. I started googling and researching. Uh, I believe I don't remember. I don't. I don't like saying wrong facts and wrong data, but I th- believe it was something close to like thirty religions worldwide that we have. But each religion has hundreds to thousands of subsects, right? And so, if you again, it is mathematically impossible for one specific religion to be right. I mean, we know that it's mathematic, but why is yours right? Oh, 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 because God, because Jesus. Yeah. So because- that brings up the question: uh, Is there a right one that just got? you know bifurcated over and over and over again until now we just have like i don't know what you would call it it's like a recipe that was original recipe and now everybody's put their little cultural spin on it over the years sure and is there something real behind that we're never ever gonna know that you ever play the telephone game yeah exactly oh and also the thing about galileo hundreds of years later they're like oh man he was right yeah Yeah, he got pardoned by the catholic church and i think like 2003 or some shit like that like finally my bad they still, yeah yeah, yeah. They, yeah you know what the earth is round we all go around the sun my bad i think they exactly. started they started doing stuff like that pardoning old scientists when uh Ooh. they started getting hammered for the pedophile shit as good pr have you heard about the yeah uh, I, they've been doing a lot of that l- yeah. in, in, lately too well it seems like the new pope is a legit dude though 
We'll I, mean, see. I don't, I don't I know mean, what to think about know, it, but he's like, people keep trying to come up and kiss his ring, and he pulls his hand. He's like, no, I'm not like that, dude. He he not, just he just donated uh, half a million dollars to the people in the caravans, you know, coming across the border. Did he really? And you're like, you know what he should do is pay. It's not your fucking country. And if you've seen the wall around the Vatican, yeah, no that's, shit. That's exactly look. Yeah. Tr- Trump would be lucky to have that yeah. wall. You know what he should do? The the Pope is have. The roughly twelve billion dollars in real estate assets that the Catholic Church has, and I'm sorry, 120 billion dollars in real estate assets the Catholic Church owns in North America, yeah, and just pay taxes on it, maybe. Well, that in a Church of Scientology, you know how much real estate those motherfuckers own. Ooh, bro, I sat down uh, for uh, one of did their. Did you get close to joining? No, no, no. I did it just <laughs> fucking around, just fucking around. My family came to watch me graduate when I graduated college uh, from Kelsey at Long Beach. I had like 17 family members fly down from Texas just to watch me graduate. I didn't even have tickets. I went and I made them all counterfeit at a print shop and I got 24 <laughs> tickets made. And so when they'd say someone's name, you'd hear like five people like, yeah, that's my son. They're like, Justin, governor. You just hear, yeah, they started chanting, do the next like three or four people. They were still chanting. Like, that's my family, right? They're crazy. But uh, we were walking in uh, Hollywood right downtown hollywood yeah. we're walking around and these people come up and they're offering us like free viewing scientology and dude i grew up super open-minded my mom did too so did my sister we look around we're like let's fucking do this i would do it just to see <laughs> dude so we sat you down and your family went in yeah we went in and we sat down and do they they close you in this theater room uh or it's a little mini home movie theater Right, and yeah. I remember when they closed the door. The first thing I did was check to make sure that motherfucker opens. I was already like, "I'm killing the next bitch that comes in here." Mm-hmm. Right, and so it opens. I said, "Cool." I sit down, and uh, what was the the word? Hold on, hold on. Dianetics. Dianetics. Yeah, Dianetics. Okay, oh, Ron it's the book. It's yeah, the books. Yeah. So what they do though in marketing, they teach you. There's a commercial at least in college, and they teach you about. There's a point that something becomes annoying, and you will remember it just like I still remember Dianetics. But they show the head on, rub it on your head, and your headache will go away. So there's a commercial that says head on, rub it on your head, and your headache will go away. head on, and it goes over and over. And then they press play, and they go, "Do you guys remember that?" And then we go, "Yeah." And they said, "What is the name of of the you know company?" We said, "Head on," and she plays it again, and then she plays it a third time. She's like, "I'm gonna play it again," and eventually everyone's like, "No." And she goes, my point exactly. Shit gets annoying, right? So they use that same tactic to remember the word Dianetics. And they talk about how some dude healed himself. He fucked his leg up or something. And he used Dianetics to heal his leg. Dianetics, 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 Dianetics. If anybody ever tells you that, by the way, ask them when the last time an amputee who grew their limb was. Ooh. Yeah. I've got a buddy that had. No, no, no. Not a guy that got arms. From somebody else's body sewn onto him, which is a true story. We should yeah. just go ahead and John get into Pink. that right now. Yeah, because well, this guy's cool as shit. Yeah, we will. But uh, but but what you were saying is you're, yeah. you're not going to regrow a leg. No, you're not like regrow the, a limb. The body is super interesting, right? There's the, it's built to heal itself in a not not fast enough to keep up with aging, mostly because of radiation and shit. But it's built to heal itself. But no one grows regrows limbs. No. No, Although we know that you're a exists. fucking starfish. We, exactly. So there's been some tests where starfish DNA and I think uh, shark DNA and some other stuff are being spliced with human DNA to see if they can regrow certain body parts. That could be a thing for sure. I mean, that's bas- that's, I was going to say basic science, but that's definitely science because we've used they're, Hey, you know, you're injecting from, uh, human DNA over in monkeys in China right now. So. They're injecting human DNA into monkeys? Correct. What the fuck? Yeah. Why, man? I, uh, Where's th- James Franco in all this? This is... Where's Charlton Heston in all this? The last three weeks, this has been the debate of like, hey man, you're literally creating Planet of the Apes like, here. Why? What are you going to do? But they're doing all kinds of fucked up shit over there. Um, so, oh, yeah. that's why. Uh, who, who is your buddy who got? Oh, my buddy, uh, John Peck. Um, I deployed with him to Iraq. My second deployment was his first deployment. Uh, he was one of, we call him Boots in the Marine Corps, like one of my junior Marines. And I left to snipers. He stayed in weapons. He deployed. He got blown up, had some amnesia, and fought really hard to stay in the Marine Corps. They were trying to kick him out. He fought hard to stay in. I got out of the Marine Corps. He went over to Afghanistan, and he got all four limbs blown off, man. It's it's fucking, it sucks, right? But it's, again, uh, he did what he had to do, gave what he had to do for the country, right? Stepped in an IED. He was next to my buddy Ernie Mendez, who's one of my like closest brothers, right? Who almost got killed. He woke up and called in the medevac for John Peck, and doesn't remember any of it. That is fucking badass. Like, was blacked out because wow. he got knocked out. Woke up, looked over, start treating him, helps treat him, calls in a nine line, saves his life, right? But uh, anyway, moving forward, John Peck 
is part of a experimental surgery where they attach a cadaver's limbs onto you, right? And he just got a double arm transplant a couple years ago. Dude, he does push-ups now. It, his fingernails grow. Really? He has to I take, have two questions. Uh, what's his race? Uh, white. And with the arms white. Yes. Well, they have, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My yeah. second question is, uh, have you asked him if he's jerked off with those new arms yet? No, I do remember when I was living in Thailand. You want to know, right? Oh, yeah, we all have do. to know. <laughs> all I mean, I, you literally beat me by milliseconds yeah. on that, that he, question. He said, uh, when I was, so he's got, he had a voice activator to uh, type for him before. And I remember when I was living in Thailand, he would hit me up and be like, hey, brother, what's going on? And we would kind of chat. And uh, he's like, what are you doing? And I said, oh, I'm just being a creep on Facebook because I don't have TV. And he's like, ha ha, who are you creeping on? So I start sending him pictures of like girls that like, oh yeah, I'm going to hang out with this girl when I get back to the United States and all this stuff. And then he says, fuck man, comma, you're really wishing, or you're really making me wish that I had arms so I could jerk off right now. And I remember being like, oh, like it was funny. He's joking yeah, about yeah, it, right? Yeah. Um, but dude, he fucking, he just wrote a book. He wanted to be a cook before the Marine Corps. Got all his limbs blown off. His wife left him in the hospital, right? Ran off of some other dude. Of course. He fucking gets remarried, gets his fucking arms put onto him. He's now a cook, and he just wrote a book, right? I think well, it's called Rebuilding yeah. Sergeant Peck. Yeah, Rebuilding. Rebuilding, rebuilding Sergeant, Sergeant Peck. Peck, yeah. yeah. He's a fucking badass, bro. Yeah. He's a fucking bad. Like, if anybody listens to this or is listening, uh, Google John Peck. And, dude, he's a fucking Yeah, we're planning badass. on having him on the show at some point. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be uh, great, man. Where does he live? Uh, I do not remember. We, we I thought it was somewhere in the Northeast because you were talking to him about coming down one time. Yeah, I know but that uh, Black Rifle wanted uh, to write a story on him. Yeah. Uh, Coffee or Die actually just reached out to him uh, last week, and then Marty Scovlin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mar- Marty reached out. Love Marty, by the way. And uh, mm-hmm. they want to write, dude. They want to write a piece on him. And uh, Peck came back and said, "Dude, this is perfect." Yeah, yeah. Like I'm about to my my book Promote is about all to your launch. shit. Yeah, I wonder uh, if arms, why not legs? Like what's the? There's got to be a reasoning for movement. It. I, I think there's legs are so intricate, and there's mm-hmm. so much going on there. He um, he posted about uh, at one point when he was recovering. This is why again I have so much admiration for him and guys like him. There's a couple people that can do pull ups now, same shit. And uh, he said at one point he wanted to tell the surgeons, just please re remove my arms or just remove my my newfound arms because he said. He could literally feel the nerves growing back because all the nerve endings had to grow into his fingertips. Wow, that's and he fucked. said he said it felt like somebody had a lighter to his where where the nerves were currently growing. He said that somebody it felt like there was somebody with a lighter right there, and so he said it was one of the most painful things, even most more painful than getting his limbs blown off. And he almost gave up, but he didn't. And he's got two fucking arms that he can use now, man. That's amazing. That's yeah, that's bad. crazy I, shit. When it's something with your nerves like that, that's yeah. true. Like uh, with shingles, because I, I have had shingles on twice. It felt like that was the exact explanation I, I, I said on the podcast, where it feels like somebody's holding a lighter to your nerves. Because that's what it is. Your nerves are. Yeah, I had that shit right here on the side of my face one time. Like Holy this right here. It was a shit. maybe I, an inch, inch and a half spot, but it felt my whole head was on fire. I can't imagine regrowing arm <laughs> no shit like, right? that pain would be far worse than shingles i'm surprised like, i'm a fucking pussy compared to that like jesus i'm surprised Christ. they didn't just give him lean the whole time to be honest you know i don't know why they don't get everyone lean at yeah. this point that should come um, with you whenever you pick up your new think, driver's license think, you get two years worth of lean i think basically. you have to be a rapper no you don't know you don't. and i are gonna drink uh, well, it later we're gonna, we're gonna try to get some yeah, here we'll it's, see it's yeah. elusive man it's hard I've, I've only gotten it once um i get a i get a strange question for you guys yeah they're testing out lasers on like uh, aircraft carriers and, and things like that, right? For now. weapons, you mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, as weapons, I don't know how long this has been going on since Real Genius, probably that movie with Val Kilmer. Um, you know, where they lit up the popcorn and his, yeah. the house went on fire. Yeah, that's real. So obviously, it's the been movie since was 1980. <laughs> accurate. It was a documentary, actually. No, but the, so in this article with these these lasers being built, you know possibly to use in war and things like yeah. that on, on ships, uh, there was a question for Marines and troops that are on the ground of, of where do you go from here now that it's essentially all going to be AI or something else later on in the future. I want to hear your opinions on it. Uh, what would make you want to join then if that's all it is, if it's going to be laser warfare and shit like that in the future? It'll never be that. Somebody, one country will develop it first. Here's the problem with that whole thing is that 
there's two things that prevent nuclear war from happening. One is fallout in the area and making it unusable. That's one. Uh, and, and part of that is also uh, the international ramifications of having done that. People would get pissed off at you. The second part is what's known as mutually assured destruction, MAD. And that's one of the principles from the Cold War where Russia knew that we would target their cities if they target ours and vice versa. Like we knew we would just like mutually assure destruction. That's mm-hmm. why nobody ever pushed the button because they knew it would be the end for everybody. Um, if one country has lasers that can wipe out parts of the population first, uh, they're, uh, they're functional gods now at this point because there's no mutual assurance of destruction at that point. So that's part of it. The second thing is there's always going to be ground troops because there's some stuff you want to do in secret and a laser firing through the atmosphere is going to leave a trace. There's that's always going to be dudes insane, like man, us to fuck people up. Yeah, because, I mean, uh, when I talked to Matt, right, with, with writing his book and doing all those interviews and all that shit, his, his main thing was uh, 2001. You know, 9-11 happened, and his first response was, man... I want to go fight for my country and fuck some people up. And, and that's what he got to do. Yeah. If you don't have a choice to fuck people, like if you don't get to fuck people up and you're just pressing a button somewhere, dude, what's this? Would you want to, would you want to do it knowing what you know now? I don't know, man. I, you're talking about the lasers, but my, I went on a, again, I always go on a, down rabbit holes. My mind just goes here and then there and then there. And that's just how I think and function. I started thinking about, uh, they've talked about it before, like those those bombs that kind of just cut off all electricity in certain areas. EMP, yeah, yeah. Dude, I think that would be equally or more as effective, even in terms of, dude, everything we do is communication. Like we're talking about, even this podcast would not exist without, um, you know, people having the ability to hit share and, you know, hey, let me send you this link. And dude, if you were to just press a button, like you said, and just shut all that off, you'd make people in today's day and age, imagine the world without Facebook, Instagram, podcasts, TV, Netflix, and it was just non, dude, that, that's just the next level, to be honest. You attack a country, dude, if they were to, if we were, if we were to go to war with somebody and they were to, it's going to sound fucked up, but it's very uh, logical in my mind, if they were to just, you know, we get into war and boom, they shut off the internet in the United States for the next fucking, you know, five years. People would lose their shit. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm not getting likes or I can't do this for the gram. Now people are fighting all of a sudden. What are you going to videotape it for? World star. You can't do any of that shit, right? <laughs> right. It, it would change the fucking game. Yeah. You I mean, know? It's, it's almost like a digital siege, right? You cut them off from everything and just wait for their resources and patience to wear, run out. It's not a new tactic by any stretch of the imagination just in the digital age now. Digital siege, you can use that now. I yeah, because I, I mean, look, I, I think of businesses, what it would do to businesses. So if you, if you commerce, man, internet, it's done. Exactly. So like Black Rifle, done. Podcasts, done. Yep. Movies, done. Porn, done. Everything would be done. I mean, you could yeah. bankrupt an entire community. The only people left would be farmers, essentially. Yeah, but the farmers, I mean, who would be left are the people with guns and the will to use them. Yeah. And the farmers still rely on weather reports. Yeah. So, you know, it's not like they're, they're getting the, the brand new almanac that's coming out for the year that's predicting. Hey, Ben Franklin spent a lot of time on that. So God, just, you're goddamn right. Just relax. Uh, the farmer's almanac. Oh. Farmer's almanac, yeah. I don't think it's written in Spanish. He's a huge Franklin fan. I am Franklin and... Ben. What about Tesla? Also, and Frank. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh. you're, we're all Francophiles, obviously, yeah. but... You like Ben Franklin as well. That's I a do. Big I like for you. Uh, he was a he was a politician and inventor who never took himself or his authority very seriously, and that's something that I respect because I think that's the kind of person that you need in leadership positions. Elon Musk, like he never made a play for president ever. Never even considered it. Yeah, he just contributed what he could, and then when he felt like he had done enough, he got a nice cushy job in France and banged old whores for the rest of his life. Really? Yeah, I didn't know the end of his life. Uh, he spent, he was the ambassador to France and he was this, uh, I think he had a one girlfriend, actually this old duchess in okay. France and he was just banging her out the rest. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. But I think she knew some things. She probably I mean, had a strong, no, I mean, she, was, nice, she was part of the royal family. She probably had a nice so. rowing arm. Oh, she yeah. couldn't go through arm. his DM. So he was all good, man. Yeah. None of that existed. Yeah. She was instead, she was checking his kite for extra I just keys. thought of a really good idea. You know what we should do? We should do like a fucking very short three-minute period piece where a woman finds uh, a bunch of birds 
with what would essentially be DMs to other chicks <laughs> from her husband. She's like, what the fuck? And she's Career like slowly pigeons. unrolling it from his fucking leg. Like, what the fuck is this? Unrolling Who's this bitch? And it's like a picture stick figure drawing of send big nudes. old titties and yeah. shit. Send it says nudes. send nudes. And yeah. then the one that comes back is a stick figure with big ass titties on it. She's like, <gasps> oh my God. I, I saw an urban meme where they were trying to stuff a uh, SD card into a, a pigeon. <laughs> and they were just like, yo, why don't you take Which, this? What's that on? Urban meme? Some, there, there was a there's some urban meme site that was just like, hey huh. man, here's here's how to deliver shit the best. That's funny. Just jam a nice sand disc, you know. Yeah, well I tell you what, in there. if evolution was real, then birds would have slots for memory cards by now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because actually, that birds are real or not real? That was a thing for a while, right? Where people thought birds were... There's a website that like, I saw. Yeah, book. yeah. Birds I mean, are not you, real. If you shit. wanted to get super dark on shit, anything in this world of like whether things are real or not real, there's a website for it, and there's going to be people who can tell you one way or the other. Mm. After the Simulated World show I did, a bunch of people asked what I really thought, and I was like, man, I don't know because I'm not dead, right? Yeah. And I haven't gone to whatever side we live in, but I'm, I'm open to entertaining all of this shit and at least listening I'm not that much of a dick where I'm like, no, man, the God that I believe in is the only one that matters. Like, I have no fucking idea. No, you don't, you don't agree with me? I will legitimately kill you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why anyone uh, would care that much about anything, but I'm dead inside. So it's like, I try not to judge other people by how I feel inside because... It's ancient you, you sports. Can't. Yeah. It's ancient sports, dude. I would just think that everyone wanted to die all the time. Like, yeah, I mean... What, what? Cowboys, Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl this year. No, they're not. Uh, yeah, fucking they fighting never will. words. Here's the answer. They never will. That is not happening in the next. It's When was the last time? 94? <laughs> it was a long time ago. Or ni- Yeah, 94. Right? Get rid of that coach, man. I, ugh, Garrett? I, yeah. yeah. I don't like him. He's not the dude. I don't think Dak Prescott is the dude, to be honest with you. Bro, we'll see. He's gonna have I believe, a full season. With I believe. A I'm from Texas. Are you like, a diehard uh, Cowboys fan? I mean, I watch them every year until they drop off, and then I, I stop watching the season. Except for this year is the first year that I watched the whole thing. Uh, but I remember when Dak came in, I was very impressed because it was an accident. You know, first year he was fucking great. murdered it. Yeah. But you know what? Somebody brought up, and everybody knows this at this point, is that he had Romo in his ear, like, yeah, yeah, do this, cut off so and so, and throw the ball. And so you had Romo in his ear. And then Romo retired, yeah. right? And now he's got to learn these experiences on his own. I don't think it'll be in the next five years, but because I'm a fucking fan, I'm like, Cowboys are taking it this year. Well, no. No. Yeah, uh, no. But Demar- anyway, Demarcus anyway. Lawrence is getting married uh, next weekend. Yeah. So congrats, buddy. Yeah, congrats. Been on the show a couple times. I think he's, uh, he's a good guy. We, yeah, we've tried to get him on the show. Oh, no, actually. we just hung out with him. We hung out with him real life. He'll come on the show. Yeah. Oh yeah! Eventually, he's got a lot of shit going on. Just signed a hundred million dollar deal. Yep, about to get married. Yep. Uh, what was it? Sixty million guaranteed. And he's or a something? surgery. Like that guy is. Yeah, he's all over the place. Yeah, yeah. He's he's getting killed. Do you watch fights uh, every Saturday night as much uh, as you can? Because you're, you're as an much MMA as I guy? can. Yes. Are you uh, watching this Cowboys Throne fight tonight? Uh, likely. Yeah, I got a bunch of buddies that I train with that invited me. Uh, to be honest, work and just training for a fight has me so swamped that I am not able to keep up with a lot of things, right? Because I'm just, I'm busy. It's it's either you, you know, something's got to give. You work your ass off, A, B, you're training for a fight, which is a full-time fucking commitment. Yeah. And then it's C, my social life, should I go out and want, you're like, fuck, something's got to give, right? So that's at the point I'm at. Gotcha. I didn't know if you, you know, really sat around, because like I, I read an article about uh, Jordan after he retired and kind of how depressing it was. Like he had just he had like fifty TVs in this one room, and they said he just never left this room. He was drinking Corona, smoking. Cigars, Why is that depressing? Judging every single basketball player because he still. And this was it was at so it was called Jordan at fifty was the name of the article. Yeah. He was fifty years old because he couldn't let go of it, and he had to watch all of it. And he was studying them as if he was still playing. And it was yeah. like Jesus Christ. I didn't know if you did that because you're look. You're still. Playing, I, I watch. I watch fights. Yeah. Um, you know, and do you have favorites then? Do you have fans like people you're fans of? Of because, like, dude, I'm a McGregor fan. Mm-hmm. We've talked McGregor. We've talked about it on the show all the time. He's just one of the most entertaining motherfuckers in the world to watch. Are you a fan of somebody to where you're like, man, when so and so fights, I got to like Khabib or somebody like I gotta watch him fight. You know who I really love actually is Cub Swanson. He doesn't get a ton of love. I mean, he does. He's definitely got a bunch of fans. I just like his mentality. 
uh, in general, he's always game. He gets out there. He fucking puts, and he's one of the dudes that just has never had the belt, right? And every time he gets really fucking close, he gets beat up pretty bad. And, you know, but dude, that guy's a fucking badass. I really look up to him. Um, I met him before my first pro fight and I lost my, my pro debut and I got a picture of him before and after he went out of his way, right? And he was at this point like top 10 UFC. He found me in the crowd, was like, hey, what's up? How did it go? And I tell him, uh, man, I, I lost a decision. He goes, that's cool. I lost my pro debut too. And he goes, then I fucking went on. I won 11 in a row. He's like, stay up. And he shook my hand and he I was like, it's pretty fucking badass, right? And like, maybe he remembers that, maybe not. I've met a ton of fighters, dude. I've, I've, you know what I mean? Um, I met a ton of fighters, either in passing or backstage, but eventually you learn that they're just normal fucking dudes that grind it out. And I think so more than other athletes. I was going to say, I, you and I have met a lot of fighters. Yeah. Because we sponsored UFC. Yep. We're at those matches. We have friends, Forrest Griffin and guys like that that are, that are Kennedy, good. Tim all those Kennedy, guys, yeah. Ryan Bader. I've, yeah, I feel fighters I mean, in general, uh, because you've been humbled so many fucking times, yeah. are... I mean, I've met a, cu- a couple of other athletes, you know, but when you meet fighters and even though they're at the highest level, you're like, what's up, my man? Oh, yeah, yeah. And they're cool for the most part. Occasionally, you've got these real cocky guys that are like, oh, yeah, what's up, dude? But, mm. but dude, they've had their ass beat X yeah. amount of times. And I don't think any fighter at. gets into the game thinking about money. People just like to fight. Like, Not to be, initially. To put your body through that bullshit, it can't just be about money. There's no way. I will say the fucking dude, even though... I'm not entirely his fan. He's a fucking badass. I've never done anything close to what he's done. And you guys are fans. You just said it. But McGregor changed that, right? The whole money-making yeah, thing. Yeah. Dude, ever since he revolutionized the game. Now everybody's money fight, money fight. And if you look at fights before in the UFC, they used to go off the ratings. Number one versus number two. And now it's just kind of like money fights. People are taking... He was the first guy to be the double champ, right? And then you have other motherfuckers. Like, it's... Dude, he revolutionized the yeah. game. He's like the Jordan or LeBron, but not a lot of people have been able to do it successfully. Yeah. Dude, you know they're, I mean? they're doing it even at, at smaller shows, right? Yeah. Like smaller venues, up and coming, well, think, small ass. How, how many other fighters, though, would you consider a brand? Because I can, and the, I'm thinking about the NBA. Mayweather. Right? Mayweather. You know, boxing, but, you know, maybe, maybe, because Canelo's fighting tonight as well. Yeah. Can, uh, um, Canelo, maybe, but, but you know, he it's just only because to he make a lot that, of money. Yeah. He, he signed that massive deal with, what is it, Dazen? Yeah. It's the worst name for an yeah, app, it's by the way. And think about the NBA. It's Curry and LeBron are the only two brands, in my opinion. Like, I don't know who else would. I mean, maybe, like, the brow a little bit, but it never yeah. really materialized for him. I, I, feel, I feel every fighter is kind of their own. Um, my old coach used to say, you are Justin Governor LLC, and I never really thought about that. I feel like all fighters are kind of like that, just that some are more successful at it than others. But if they have a following, whether it's 5,000 people, 10,000, a fucking million uh, they do have people that truly support them and what they do. So if you go to any fighter's profile, go to their Instagram, the, like you just look at their posts, they're actually branding themselves. And then they could be like, hey, selling t-shirts, I'm fucking trying to go on this training trip, and people support them, just like anything else. You yeah. know what I mean? Maybe because it's such a new thing to be making a lot of money in, it just hasn't developed yet, but... Like Kevin Durant is heavily invested in Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. I don't know what these fighters are doing with their money, by the way. But name name a company that you know a fighter owns. Besides McGregor, uh, with, like proper twelve, of, right? Proper yeah. twelve, and that's that's about it right now. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know anything else. Like, like Jordan, and maybe it's a function of the sport too, because Jordan and Curry and LeBron and people like that. There's a product that is expected of them, and it's, it's basketball shoes, right? Yeah, that's the infrastructure for all that is already built. All they have to do is show up, approve the design, and sign the contract. If you're a great player, but if you're a great fighter, there's no natural. I mean, a shorts for people to work out in, I guess. But yeah. like, not everybody fights. Shorts, energy drinks, bars, things like that. Like, I, you yeah. know, I could see because Kobe, Kobe just sold his that yeah. body armor for a fuck ton of money. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, maybe getting into something like that or some form of apparel. Company, but, but how, the, how the, many people casually wear fighter apparel? Is what I'm saying. Not many people. The the well, the, here's the problem with with UFC fighters is every night you can get knocked out. Yeah. Where you know Kobe or somebody else, every night you 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 can go for fifty if you have twenty five. Mm. You're yeah. still a decent night. You can't just have a decent night in UFC. No, and if you get knocked, knocked out in UFC, out. you got a month before you can. Get oh, some it good takes press longer back. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just than saying, like, longer than that, right? a, I'm just yeah. saying that a fucking in the best possible scenario, like some guys have taken fights on sh- super short rest, but it's like three months to four months between fights. That's a that's a good rotation. Two fights a year is is 
a lot for in the, at the high level yeah dude if you get knocked out you need like months to recover people don't always do that right but you need fucking it sucks dude getting knocked out you know you're not gonna be okay you're gonna think slower for a little bit yeah. and uh but at the end of the day like my old coach used to say wake up put your fucking pants on right and it's true when i got knocked out of my fight uh the next morning, I started laughing when I started putting my pants on. I was all dizzy and worried about, oh, my God, I've got permanent brain damage. And I had shorts on. And I put one foot in, and then I put the other one in, and I started laughing. And I was like, I'm waking up. and putting my fucking pants on, just like you did the day before because you're yeah. a fucking man, right? Uh, but, yeah, man, I mean, there's, there's people that they leave the UFC and, and sell houses. You know what I mean? Oh, sure. Yeah, they go back to normal jobs. But I feel if you take that same grind and apply it, you're going to be successful. I, I, I believe so too. What's your what's your record? Your professional record? Uh, I'm I'm what you call a 500 guy right now. I'm just straight down the middle at five and five, right? But uh, I need to improve that record, and that's why I'm out. I'm trying to fight again. I want to win the next. Of course, everybody. I'm, I want to win the next three. But at one point, I was five and two, right? And uh, it was fucking great. You know, I fought in Bellator. I won. Next one was on TV, King of the Cage, and then I started just being like, "Fucking, who's this guy? Sexy Maxi, right? Let's fucking do it." And he was seven and two at the time with six finishes. Uh, I lost a decision to him, but if you look at him now, he's like fucking fourteen and three or some shit. He's a fucking murderer, right? And uh, he fought in the UFC Contender Series, and then the next one was against an Olympic trial athlete, whatever. I can keep on going For and sure. and fucking yeah. This excuse and this, at the end of the day, um, I, I took. A solid year and a half off, and I really invested into myself. I feel like I've matured a lot, and I believe in myself a lot more, and that's where I'm at. So, gotcha. And, and after this one, do you hope to keep going? So, if you win, do they hit you up and be like, "All right, great, you're doing yeah. the next one"? Yeah. And again, to be honest, I just want to do a couple more for my sake, right? It's it's more of a t- like, again, I grew up kind of fucked up, right? As I've mentioned, uh, but you learn a lot about yourself when you, when you fight, when someone's teeing off on you and they're fucking hitting, what do you do? Do you quit? Do you just fucking hunker down and suck it up? Or do you fight back? Right. And I feel like growing up and as I mentioned before, like sleeping on floors, um, you kind of learn to just fucking push through. And that's why I'm so fucking tough. That's why anything in sniper school that came at me or in training, I was like, I'm going to get through this. You can beat me up all day and I'll keep going. But then what I've realized is my fighting style kind of reflected like guys would be throwing punches boom 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 and i would just kind of nod my head and keep coming for it great you fucking you're taking damage and you lose and it's taken me a long time to realize that and i'm finally at a good place in my life like uh financially professionally etc to where i've matured a lot and now when i'm getting hit a bunch i'm like motherfucker like respect yourself fight back pop 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 and uh so again, fighting is, is a direct representative of who you are as a human being, right? Fighting is not for everybody. Not everybody is a fighter, right? Not everybody has that in them. But what you do realize is that you learn so much about yourself in the process. Even like at the, you look around when I fucking, when I fought for Bellator, I got the shit beat out of me for one whole round. Round two came out, dropped him, uh, got a crucifix, elbowed him a bunch, got a choke, right? And what kind of human are you when life beats you up? And my old coach used to say, you were born 0-1-1, like how I lost my, my pro debut. Like, I've always been the comeback kid, right? I've always been the fucking smaller athlete. I've always been the toughest. Like, I'm fucking tough. I know that about myself, right? Um, and I've always been, like, coming from behind, just like fucking, all right. You know, our football team used to lose. We, we were terrible at football in, like, middle school. And one time we were losing a game, like, 46-0 to zero or something stupid. Like, we used to laugh. And, uh... Dude, the guy would be walking in to score a touchdown, and I was the only motherfucker on the field just sprinting with, like, two minutes left in the game, and I would, boom, tackle him, strip the ball, and we would recover a fumble, and everybody would be like, dude, even the guy getting tackled would, like, look at me and be like, what are you doing, man? Like, there's two minutes left <laughs> in the game. He's that asshole. Like, like, remember Jordan in the minor leagues when he stole third base when they were up by eight runs? Yeah. And the other team's like, bro, what the fuck? He's yeah. like, hey, man, if somebody gives me a layup, I'm taking it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, if you want that stolen base on your, your, your record, yeah. you're good. You're good. He stole 30 that year. Did he really? Yeah. Jordan stole 30 bases? Yeah, he hit 198 and stole 30 bases. That's crazy, I think man. he actually hit five home runs, too. Fucking yeah. A. Yeah, I remember he, he hit one on Father's Day. Yeah. And that was the I big mean, deal. Pe- people, after, his, after his father passed away. Yeah, yeah. People uh, talk shit about that, but double A and, and the majors aren't that far apart. Like mo- More people go from double A to the majors and triple A to the majors. Right. Triple A is where you send guys down to play in a more mature environment. Double A is where you send them down to play with the good players, typically. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. 
It is. It is. Uh, you know what else is interesting is our drinking bro of the week. Uh, this one was submitted by Andy LeMay. Uh, he said an unbelievable event occurred at Mall of America. I remember this story. And the child was thrown three oh, stories man. down. Uh, the child is, 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 is a fighter and is staying alive. I want to nominate the Mall of, Mall of America Security Department and the Bloomington Police Department because with their fast professional response and, uh, and because both departments worked as a team, they were able to perform CPR and control the bleeding on the child to keep him alive. With that teamwork and professionalism, they were able to save this child's life, essentially, because the, the, the child is doing all right now, thankfully. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, that was one of the wildest stories ever. And uh, uh, thanks, Andy, for submitting that. Um, I, I know I had talked about it on some other show. I forget. But to me, that was one of the mo- as a parent, that was one of the most awful stories I had ever heard. And uh, there isn't enough horrific shit you could do to the guy who did that to that that child and that the that parent that would ever ever repay what happened to them but uh yeah you know what i would like to do cheers to andy for nominating yeah, cheers them. cheers man uh what i would like to do is take all the money we're using to keep people incarcerated for weed and spend that torturing people responsible for rapes and child abuse shit like that yeah yeah, <laughs> like instead of spending forty thousand dollars a year to to keep some rapist in jail, let the other guy at forty thousand dollars a year out, and then fucking use forty thousand dollars to rape that guy a year. I don't know what the word rape means in that context, yeah. But just torture the reverse, fuck out of him. Reverse Reaganomics, right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's up upwards drip. Yeah, uh, that would be great. It would be that would be the the best use of of taxpayers' money we could yeah. possibly use. Or we could just let the weed. Uh, dealers out of jail and not give a shit about that. Yeah, because that's who gives a shit. Thirty something it should be legalized. It's like thirty one percent of people who are in jail are in jail for some marijuana related offense. Exactly. So exactly. It's probably not do that anymore. No, not at all. Justin, pleasure, my man. What up, man? Thank you so much for having me on the show again. You at rain, sleet or shine, dude. You're you're good. Yeah, man. Yeah. Is uh, it sleet or shine or snow? Maybe snow. Either way, rain rain you're always great on the show, man. Yeah, I'm fucking uh. Little low on energy today. I'm telling you, I got hit in the head a bunch of times today. But here no, you're I am. look. You're training for a fight, man. So we're we're amped. You were you were able to cruise by. Fuck yeah, man. Uh, last night in San Antonio for D'Anthony D'Anthony Holloway, Justin Disgust. We it's almost disgusting, Justin. Oh, at this point, do we need to say a last name anymore? I mean, I'm just gonna start calling him DJ. <laughs> DJ. What's up, I like DJ? DJ a lot, I like dude. DJ. Uh, I'm Ross Patterson. This is the Drinking Bros. Good night, everyone. <laughs>